everybody. Hey, hey this spookies, is... pals. <laughs> hey, spookies. <laughs> this is Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. And this episode of Two Girls, One Ghost is sponsored by Native. And we are your ghostesses. That's Corinne. Hi. And I'm Sabrina. And this is an Encounters episode where we read your ghost stories. And soon we'll be having longer Encounter episodes where we read double if not triple the amount of stories in our encounters episodes stoked for that yes really gonna be a test though on how good we are at reading out loud. <laughs> it's gonna be a challenge but you know what if you don't challenge yourself you never grow so this is gonna be great um we recently asked all of you to send us your ghost stories whoa yeah no, sorry. Well, always, we've always done that. Yeah. <laughs> we recently asked you guys to send us all your Halloween traditions and ideas because Halloween is upon us. Upon us. Upon? Why did I say it like that? I don't know, but I liked it. Um, upon us. So we wanted to read a few of the uh, emails we've gotten, but if you haven't sent yours yet, please send them to us. We really want to see what you guys do for Halloween. So this one is from Courtney and her Halloween traditions and ideas. She says, hello, spooky spooks. I'm 22 and from England, which means that Halloween is a thing, but it's not as big as it is on your side of the pond. We have decorations and outfits in our supermarkets, but we don't go all out like you guys. Over the last 10 years, despite my absolute love for everything spooky, I only thought that dressing up would be fitting if I was going to a party. Last year, this changed. I decided to just dress up despite not going to a party. I had a cape and a witch's hat with a masquerade mask and this year i've bought some sfx stick on scars and horns some green face paint and i have halloween jewelry and i haven't gotten a specific outfit yet but i will dress up very spooky i guess it's not really a halloween tradition as it's halloween for me all year round this year i have some (laughs) mickey mouse ears but they're halloween themed and i've decided to rewatch halloween town as i haven't seen it in years and i also might rewatch twitches which i haven't seen in forever and Harry Potter, of course, is a constant. Stay spooky, my little witches. Sincerely, Courtney. I love that. Me too. Just spooky year round. Just get yourself some nice little scars and face paint and props. And just like, I think that's that's just right there a great example of how you can just be so happy and have so much joy with Halloween by only having a few small items just every day. Just put on your Halloween Mickey Mouse ears. <laughs> I love it. I was actually thinking about this the other day. I was like, should I just dress up as like an 1800s person on a random day and walk around to confuse people? Although remember when I was in my 1920s gear and no one would look, look at me or talk to me? <laughs> it's true. Maybe you'll just get hardcore ignored. They'll think that you're just a performer. But then someone's going to go home and be like, I think I saw a ghost today. Someone's going to write in and be like, holy crap, I was walking through Hollywood and I saw a ghost. And I think it was Sabrina's doppelganger. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I have a Halloween tradition from Mary. She said, hi, my name is Mary. Of course, me and my parents carve pumpkins. And my mom makes pumpkin soup to eat before trick-or-treating. Also, right now, I am 12. Hi, Mary! We always have a Halloween party, and we have Halloween treats and beverages and many decorations inside. After, we all go change in my house into Halloween costumes, and then we go trick-or-treating. We usually trick-or-treat until about 8.30. And after, I eat a few candies, and then I go to sleep later. I hope you enjoyed my family traditions from Mary. Mary, that's great. That is the perfect Halloween. 
that's literally like quintessential like ooh, pumpkin soup pumpkin carving halloween party with all the best like treats and drinks and yep. fun and spooky decor and then you can just get to go out in your costumes and get candy it's the best the best i need to know what you're being for halloween please tell us yeah, let's get some Halloween costume suggestions and then also just tell us what everyone's doing. Yes. And then maybe we'll steal steal it and also be that too. <laughs> I, I'm looking to steal Halloween costume ideas, so please tell me. Before we jump into our stories, we wanted to say a quick thank you to our Patreon donors for the month of September. Without you, we couldn't do this, so thank you very, very much. And this week, a special thank you to our Devil Hours Insomniacs. Thank you to Luann, Bethann, Brianna, Allison, Christopher, Maria, Kat, Empowerment Ensemble, Yamalee, Joanna, Antoinette for Wine, Matthew, Brian, The Creepover Podcast, Dana, Holly, Bridget, Hannah, Brittany, Krista Gale, Rachel, Rebecca, Kate, Amanda, Rhett, Tara, Jamie, Dijon, Ash, Teresa, Brittany, Rosie, Kimberly, Darren, Ricky, Katie, Susie, Sleeping Cat 1729, Melissa, Erica, Sonali, Rogelio, Deborah, Jess, Aubrey, Kevin, Gabrielle, Angela, Amanda, Sarah, Summer, Bailey, Sarah, Taryn, Kayla, Richard, Andrew, Monarchat, Rosanna, aka Flossie, Allison, Dharma, Truman, Dawn, Jessica, Jason, Jenny, Corinne, Rachel, Jenna, Mary, Sarah, Stacy, Ashley, Grace, Sarah, Lorraine, Midnight Frost, Noel, Marie, Elizabeth, Madeline, Chris, Shelby, Nikki, Draco, Carmen, Jordan, Brenna, Trista, Stevie, Jenna, Micah, Taylor, Tony, Victoria, Lillian, Victor, Koala, Dweeb, Eve, Karina, Ramiro, Juliet, Andrea, Rebecca, Barbara, Sarah, Shelby, Kayla's Thirsty, Jen, Aaron, Jennifer, Jillian, Olivia, Amy, Erica, Marie, Eve, Nicolette, Amanda, Andrea, Tanya, Doxon, Lauren, Samantha, Donna, Nadia, Inaki, Leanna, Jennifer, Corey and Lane, Sam, Betsy, Alejandro, Kay, Alex, Autumn, Frankie, Amy, Miriam, Alwyn, Nancy, Alex, Sydney, Janine, Elizabeth, Madison, Robin, Angelina, Sean, Harry, Andy, Hannah, Kimberly, DeLorean, McKenna, Sharon, Lorenny, Nanette, Cassafras, Carmen, Lena, FP, Lizzie, Doodle, Jane, C, Monica, Nikita, Sydney, Ashley, Sarah, Heather, Sydney, Emma, Nicole, Katrina, Chris, Simon, Chelsea, Nicole, Holly, The Strange Case of Jewelry, Sarah, Dolores, Alex, Briley, Eris, Joanna. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay, I have a ghost story. Okay. This is from Cisco. So he says, death maybe was crawling towards me? Shrug emoji. Hi, girls. I'm Francesco. You can call me Cisco, though. And I've been listening to your podcast for a couple of months now and wanted to contribute with my own story since I can't really recommend y'all to anyone since not many people know English well here in Italy. From Italy? That's amazing. Oh, sweet. I want to start this off by saying that while I believe in the paranormal, I've only had a couple of experiences when I was younger, and now my life appears to be ghost-free. Probably because during my witch phase, I saged the house and put literally at least 10 protection charms in every room and on myself. That is smart. 
My first experience happened when I was a child, probably around 10 years old. I was in my living room playing with my toys while my mom was feeding my baby sister, and I suddenly felt odd for no apparent reason, just like if I was being watched. Since there was no reason for me to think that I shrugged everything off and continued playing until one of my toy cars rolled exactly in front of the start of my hallway, a place that every child that ever got in our house was severely scared by. And I immediately went after it, you know, because that's what you do. As soon as I grabbed my toy, I was pushed to the ground, like if someone extremely heavy was standing on my back and all of the air in my lungs was pushed out. But while my torso was pushed to the ground, my arms and legs were pulled upward as well as my head so I could see clearly across the corridor and in my room. After what felt like an eternity, I see something black slide out of my room, like a skeleton, Mm. but it was completely surrounded by pure black mist and it was floating towards me, kind of slithering like a snake actually. While being in my exact same position with my arms and legs pulled up as if it was mocking me. At that point, I was really starting to suffocate and I knew that if the thing actually reached me, I would have died. But fortunately, as it got halfway through the hallway, that weight that was on me lifted and I ran back to the living room where my mom promptly asked me, what's with the face? Did you see a ghost? And I didn't reply because she's a deeply skeptical Capricorn and would not have believed me. (laughs) Was it death or a random ghost? I don't know, to be honest. The only thing that I know is that it was something that was just passing through as it never popped up again. After that, the house was pretty calm, apart from the fact that the wood pattern in my father's studio door shifted and looked like an angry woman's face. After a week, it shifted again and became a man and then turned back to normal. Hope you like my story. Lots of love from Italy, Cisco. Wow. Okay. Um, A creeping, crawling black thing that's my nightmare we all know that i hate this yeah (laughs) terrifying so freaking scary and it makes me wonder too so if it it was like the general area where all the kids going into the house are really like nervous and unsettled by Mm -hmm. are they seeing something or are they just picking up on the vibes i mean probably both like the same way that we don't you know people see things differently or experience spirits differently I bet mm-hmm. it's just a, an overall feeling, but then I'm sure some of the kids are seeing something. It's just crazy to me because whatever it is clearly was targeting him as a child with the toy. And it's just like, what is its intention? Right. And the way that it was holding him down and his arms and legs were lifted up over his head and his head was even lifted up, but his chest was being suffocated. It's just so disturbing. I know, it's and very it's just disturbing. so scary to go through. Yeah. All right, what do oh, you have? Okay. okay. This is from Hannah. It's titled, PSA, don't read this before bed. Oh, good, good, as we're Which, getting ready for bed. It is 9.30 p.m. <laughs> Eastern Standard Time, and we're both on the East Coast. Yes. Oops. Uh, okay. Hey, ladies, first off, want to thank you for the spooky job you're doing. It's awesome to have an outlet to be able to share stories with people that don't look at me like I'm insane. (laughs) But honestly, after you read my story, you might think I am. Oh, great. Anyway, this is long and heavy, so let's just dive right in. I've had sleep paralysis dreams for as long as I can remember. They seem to get worse when I'm stressed or if I take melatonin. I don't take it anymore. That's Wait, that's the same with me. Yeah, same. I don't know what's going on. Hmm. I don't have sleep paralysis. I just like can't use my mouth or my tongue. 
When you get the next day. When you get melatonin? Or when you take it? Yeah. Weird. Yeah. It gives me sort of like mouth paralysis. Okay, anyway. For the longest time, they were just normal sleep paralysis dreams, starting out by waking up and seeing a shadow in the corner and being unable to move or cry out. But then it started to progress each time that I had them. I was going through the hardest time of my life and my stress and anxiety was uncontrollable. I barely slept and any time I did, it turned into sleep paralysis dreams, which made me want to sleep even less. Mm -hmm. I refer to the things that I see in my dreams as intruders. Sometimes they appear to be male and sometimes female. I can never quite make out a face, but I can hear their voices and I can see their shape. While I first started having the dreams, they were standing in the corner and whispering my name. Then it progressed to them moving closer and standing over my bed. Then they started to sit down on the bed (gasps) next to me. No. Anytime they got on the bed, I could literally feel the bed sink down and hear them breathing. I had been researching it and read that if I slept on my side, it wouldn't happen as frequently. So on this particular night, I made an effort to sleep on my side, and this resulted in the worst sleep paralysis I ever had. So let me set up the room for you. When you walk in my bedroom door, my bed is right in front of you with space on either side. There's a table with a clock on the right next to my bedroom door, and that night I was laying on my side with the front of me facing the bedroom door, and table with my alarm clock, and my back towards the wall. I woke up that night laying on my side, and I could see the clock, and it read 2.58. I could already tell I was having sleep, a sleep paralysis dream because I could see everything around me but was completely unable to move. Mm-hmm. The bedroom door was closed, and I could see light underneath the crack of the door. I heard someone yell, Hannah, help me, help me please, no. like they were hurt or distressed. At first, I couldn't figure out who it was, but then I realized it was my dad's voice. I began to panic because I couldn't move and it sounded like he was in trouble. I kept trying to move a toe or a finger to snap out of it so that I could go see what's wrong. But after several minutes, the yelling stopped abruptly and a shadow appeared at the crack of the door. It looked like something was outside of my door pacing back and forth. I thought maybe it was my dad trying to get into my bedroom, but I couldn't shake the feeling that it was something horribly, horribly wrong, and the feeling of panic and terror washed over me. The pacing stopped, and my bedroom door flung open. Mm-mm. Note, I sleep with my bedroom door locked, so I knew right away something was off. When the door flung open, I could see a figure that appeared to be a man, and he was abnormally tall, almost stretched out with really long legs and arms and sharp, pointy fingers. His facial features were hard to make out, but he appeared to be smiling or grimacing. Is there such a thing as a grimacing smile? Yes. Yes. Yes, the shadow man. (laughs) (laughs) The man walked to the foot of my bed and began pacing there. While he paced, he whispered, Hannah. No. Hannah. (gasps) This went for several minutes until he stopped abruptly and stared at me for what seemed like an eternity. Then he bent down, held on to the rail at the end of my bed, and began to shake it. Mm -mm. I literally felt like my bed was jumping up and down. And after several minutes of that, he tilted his head back and burst into uncontrollable and sinister laughter (gasps) as he walked slowly over to the end of the bed where my back was facing. <gasps> oh my God. No, 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 Out of you. That's the worst. Ugh. I felt the bed sink in as though he had sat down behind me. I could hear him breathing heavily and still. He whispered, Hannah. 
Hannah. <laughs> I then felt, <laughs> I then felt my covers move back, and cr- he crawled. Oh, he crawled into bed and wrapped me in a bear hug. <gasps> I could feel his breath on the back of my neck as he continued to whisper. He then began to squeeze me tighter and tighter until I felt legitimate pain and thought that my arms or back might break. Oh my god! He finally stopped squeezing and loosened his hold so that he could reach his hand to interlace fingers with mine. I could feel the hand. It wasn't like a normal human hand. It was abnormally large with skin that felt rough and leathery, almost scaly, with long fingers and fingernails. During this entire dream, I was obviously panicking and trying so hard to scream, but I couldn't. I had started to cry and could feel tears streaming down my face as I was unable to make a sound. I was still trying to focus on moving my toe or a finger so I could finally wake up. And in the final moments of my dream, his hand began to squeeze mine and he said, (gasps) Hannah, you're mutt. And I was finally able to move my toe, which then allowed me to move the rest of my body and wake completely up. I immediately sat up and turned the light on. My face was wet from crying and my shirt was soaked in sweat. But nothing was there. My bedroom door was still closed and locked with the light shining from under the crack and my clock read approximately 2.58 a.m. I asked myself several questions. How was it still 2.58 a.m.? If it was just a dream, how did I know the approximate time and how could that dream happen in less than a minute? What was he trying to say at the end? Even though something inside of me deep down knows he was saying, Hannah, you're mine. Oh, no. I didn't... Oh, chills. Oh. I didn't go back to sleep that night, honestly, for several nights. Thankfully, I haven't had another dream like that since. Thanks for reading my story. Wish you all the best and stay spooky, Hannah. <sighs> well, I'm going to stay scared for sure. I know. So scary. Hannah, that uh, could you imagine? No, this is... Such a long series of events, too. And it like, crawled into bed with her and squeezed her tightly where she could hardly breathe and for sure was trying to say, Hannah, you're mine. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. So scary. I hate this creature. I know. I shun it from the world. It's just so disturbing. Because it's like, it taunted her. It tortured her. It spent so much time being like, making her first panic because she thought her dad was in trouble. Yeah. And then showing itself and then saying her name and whispering and then like Oof. moving closer and closer and closer. And as if hugging her wasn't enough, he then had to interlock fingers with her and move behind her where she couldn't see him anymore. <sighs> I hate this. Uh, it's pretty, it's terrible. And I'm sweaty, and I need to put my Native deodorant on. At Native, they create safe, simple, effective products that people use in the bathroom every day. And they've created products with trusted ingredients and trusted performance. And if you're not convinced, you can check out the 8,000 five-star reviews from their customers. They've been in the Today Show, Elle Magazine, Pop Sugar, Refinery, and now on our podcast. And it just works. Because making the switch to an aluminum-free deodorant does not mean you have to sacrifice on product performance. We've tried Native. I've tried many Ascents because they 
are also great. And you smell as fresh as a coconut vanilla when you walk out of a sweaty hot yoga class. Or maybe you're vibing with the eucalyptus and mint. But no matter what type of person you want to be with the scents, you're at least a safe person because Native is aluminum-free, it's safe and effective, and they have fewer, simpler ingredients so that you know everything that's in your deodorant. They have a wide variety of enticing scents for men and women. Plus, they release limited edition seasonal scents throughout the year. And they also have an unscented formula and baking soda free formula for those with sensitivities and they offer free returns and exchanges in the u.s we're both big advocates of native agreed it's just good to know what you're putting on your body and what's going in your body because when you're sweating your pores open and that means what you're putting in your armpit is also going into your skin into your body and you don't want to use things that are dangerous for you. And so Native yeah. makes that possible. So if you want to try Native and get 20% off of your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code TGOG during checkout. Again, for 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code TGOG during checkout. Okay, I have a story from Allison, and it's called The Blarney Witch. Hi there, Sabrina Corinne, and little baby Leia, and guardian Nat. I just have to say how much I love your podcast. I just started listening thanks to a girl at work and I've been interested in the paranormal since I was little and have always been a little sensitive to that world. Anywho, here's my story about how the Blarney witch possessed me or so my family says. Let us set the scene. It was early fall, August 27th, 2018. Oh, a day after my birthday. (laughs) My family was on vacation in Ireland and we were going to see the Blarney Castle. The castle construction dates back to 1446, but early Irish cave dwellers, or witches, were there long before, which is where we head to the witch's kitchen and wishing steps. This, of course, was the only thing I was so excited to go see. Duh. This area of the garden was so beautiful and filled with a playful spirit. There was another family that was in the area with us, and they started to do the wishing steps while we looked around as we waited for our turn. For those that don't know, when you walk backwards up and down this limestone staircase while only thinking about your wish with no interruptions, if you are successful, your wish will come true within a year. Sketchy, but it was such an amazing experience. My boyfriend and I were standing on the roof of the witch's kitchen, which is a large root system with this beautiful tree that was basically holding the roof together. It was such a breathtaking spot. Of course, we took a few pictures for the gram, and as we kept an eye on the family to leave, I got a funny feeling and casually mentioned, I wonder if the witch is watching them do the wishing steps, because obviously she had to see that they did it correctly in order to grant them their wish. I didn't think anything of it, and we had a pretty normal rest of the day at the castle. We got back to our Airbnb, and we were all sending each other the photos we had taken for the day. By this point, we were all a little tipsy, And I mean, it's Ireland. Do you ever really stop drinking? (laughs) And my boyfriend, stunned, quietly says, holy shit, which is enough to get everyone to stop what they were doing. He then showed me the photo. Just a heads up, my whole family loves all things ghostly. We regularly go on local ghost hunts and so on. But back to the story. Everyone was freaking out about the photo my boyfriend had taken when we were standing on top of the witch's kitchen. He had taken several within that second, all of them having the date and timestamp. It was the only one that had a weird ghostly apparition go through the whole photo. We have both had iPhones and not once had any issues like this with any of our other photos. Sure, a blurry one here or there, but never something that looked like it was moving through the trees in the direction of the wishing steps. This was the moment that the other family was starting the wishing steps and the moment I had mentioned the witch needing to watch. 
I swear it was a witch making her way on over to make sure they did the wish correctly. We ended up sending it to a few of our experienced ghost hunting friends, and they said they definitely can't explain it. I've attached the photo for you gals as well. Maybe you can spot something everyone else missed. Mind you, the blur goes all the way from the left side of the frame to the right, so make sure you look very closely. Anyway, now my family thinks the witch follows me for some reason. Hope you liked this little story. Wishing you ghoul friends an eerie, spooky, spellbinding day. Keep up the goosebumps, and I'll see you on the other side. Chills and thrills, Allie. Whoa, I'm looking at it. The land is really cool, too. It almost looks like a completely different texture layered on top of the landscape. Like, it's this, like, brownish, cloudy-ish thing just floating by. Wow. It's cool. So creepy, but it's also, like, kind of cool to think, like, well, she's, like, she's watching to make, like, it's it's good. Like, your wish comes true. Yeah. So, she's a a good spirit you want that to happen or yeah or whatever she is but i mean if she's granting people's wishes and not doing anything bad to them that's great the blarney witch i want to know more about the blarney witch i know wow that's so cool yeah but also thank goodness they saw that they noticed the photo like after and not because i would have been freaking out yes i agree yes Okay, I have one. This is called Demon Hand and the Bed to the Abyss. Amazing. And this is from Jamon. Hey, how's it going, gals? My name is Jamon. This podcast is amazing and I want to contribute stories every week. I have lots of experiences that I want to share and I figured I should just split them up. I am a 28-year-old black man in Chicago, Illinois. I grew up in a household that didn't believe in the supernatural, or so I thought. Hmm. When I was nine years old, I started living with my grandparents and my aunt, and they put me in a school called Westside Christian. Before this time, I didn't really know too much about religion, but this all changed when I came to this school. They taught us about God and Satan and demons and angels, and it freaked me out a bit. I used to have trouble sleeping at night, usually because of sneaking to watch horror movies. (laughs) So this one night in particular, around 1 or 2 a.m., I got out of bed to go use the restroom. The bed is a straight shot to the bathroom, and the way that the bed was set up, you could see the bed directly from the bathroom. The walk between the bedroom and the bathroom used to scare me at night, so I would hurry to the bathroom as quickly as possible. When I finished, I turned the light off and prepared to walk back to my bed, and that's when I saw it. A giant flaming hand was pointing at my bed, as if it were telling me that that's where I needed to be. Mm. I thought I was dreaming, so I just shut the door, smacked myself a couple times, and I reopened it. <laughs> when I did, the hand was still there. So I closed the door, I turned on the light to the bathroom to further wake up myself and to shine light towards the bedroom, because in the movies, light usually scared away things that yeah, lived in the dark. true. When I opened the door, the hand was still there and started to burn brighter. I freaked out and I slammed the door shut and hid in the tub and slept there the rest of the night. My aunt woke me up around 6 a.m. with her banging on the door and asking what I was doing. I tried to tell her about the demon hand, but she didn't believe me. I tried telling my cousin, who was like a brother to me, what happened, and he thought I was lying too. Fast forward a few weeks later, my cousin comes to spend the weekend. Up to this point, I would not sleep in the bed at night, and I would crawl out of bed and sleep in the bathroom. Oh, this is so sad. I know. 
When he came, I figured it was safe to sleep in the bed since we would share it. And that night we went to bed around 10 p.m. and everything was normal. Then suddenly, around 1 or 2 a.m., we both jerk awake, sit up, and stare at each other. I asked him, did he just wake me up? And he said, I thought that was you. That's when the bed starts to (gasps) rise in the air. What? At the foot of the bed. And we start sliding head first backwards into the darkness. No. My cousin screamed and kept saying we had to put our weight towards the foot of the bed or we would get swallowed. We were able to get the bed low enough that we could just roll off the sides of the bed and suddenly it just slammed back down to normal. We ran out of the room and tried to tell the adults, but no one believes us to this day. I'll send pictures of the bathroom and the bedroom and the bed so that you can have a visual. I inherited this family house and it's changed a bit. So the bed isn't the same in the same spot, but it's in the same room. I have more spooky stories in the pictures of the bed. You can see there are boards underneath. There's no possible way that the bed should have been able to lift up like that, especially since there's a mattress and a box spring on the frame. The bed used to be in front of a fireplace. But anyway, sorry for the long message. Can't wait for another email. Can't wait to email another story. Jaman. Wow. It, the the way that his cousin said, so it doesn't swallow us, is yeah. terrifying because just the idea of your bed being lifted doesn't mean swallowing, but the fact that that thought was put into his head means that like some entity was literally trying to devour them. Yeah. And that's oh my God. frightening. Absolutely frightening. Wow. <sighs> but I'm also... As awful as it is to experience that, I'm also kind of glad that he experienced it again with his cousin just so that he did have a witness so that he wasn't so alone in his flame hand. Right. That's true because no one believed him before. At least now no one believes them, not just him. Yeah. And he inherited the house. Like, he's still there. You have to stay there. You own it. I wonder if anything else has ever happened or if anyone's... Well, he said he had a bunch Ever. of stories, so we'll yeah. have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Oh, my gosh. Well, we don't want to wait and see on any of your stories, so please email them to us. We want them all. Um, and, yeah, email them to us at twogirlsonegoespodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also support us by reading and reviewing on iTunes. You can tell people about us. We have Patreon. We have merchandise. There's social media. You can follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, and you can join our Facebook group, which is run by our amazing group of moderators. Yes. You can also support us by supporting our sponsors. For 20% off your first purchase at Native, visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code TGOG during checkout. And we will see you, see you on, on the other, other side. side.